Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it. When it's in your power, to act. And it gets very specific. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later, I'll give it tomorrow, when you now have it with you. You see, the old sinful nature says, I don't want to do good to you, you do good to me. But our nature is supposed to be to serve God and to serve others. Solomon says, don't withhold good. When you can do good to another person, don't be selfish with it, do good, give it to them. Pastor Mark has been teaching about the lazy person, or as Proverbs calls it, a sluggard. Some of this teaching has been hard to take as we're asked to really look at our own work ethic. Do you work as hard as you should? Have you found your role in the body of Christ? As ants work for a queen, Christians should all be working for God. Pastor Mark asks us to find that place, whether it's working directly in the church or in your place of employment. Everything we do in our lives, we should do to glorify and bring excellence to God. Pastor Mark will give us six characteristics of a sluggard today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, with the conclusion of our message entitled, Wisdom from the Ants, here's Pastor Mark in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 8. We all have lost jobs over time and we're looking for the next job. And some of you have been looking forever. And you pass these jobs that come along and you say, well, it's not the perfect job. It's a little too rainy and cold. And you keep waiting for the next job. Let me tell you something. There are no perfect jobs. The reason there's no perfect jobs is because you take you from one job to the next. (laughs) That's right. I've worked a lot of jobs, a lot of things in my life. I'll tell you this. You won't, there'll always be difficult people, rain and snow. People you, they think the same of you. There'll always be more work than you can get done. Why don't they hire more people? What's wrong with this place? I'm a slave here. The equipment will never be what you think it should be. The benefits won't be as good. There's nothing ever going to be right. So get used to it. You know, God has you there for a reason. When he's ready to move you, he'll move you. But you know what? You're going to have to get your attitude right before he moves you. Some of you have been in a place a long time and he's never moved you. He wanted to move you five years ago. But you're still the same old grapey, complaining person. He goes, hmm, when will you get it? You pass the opportunity up. Start working for God. He's your boss. He's a great boss. Do hard work. Get in there. Don't be a griper and complain. Come on. Yes, I have him today. 
And all the time we're doing this, listen, all the time we're doing this, our children are listening. And then the lady says to me, you know what? This generation, they don't like to work. How did that happen? Parent. That's how it happened. Because we were nothing but gripey, complaining people. It's quiet, doesn't it? Proverbs 22.13, the lazy person makes excuses. The lazy person makes excuses. Here's what happens when you want to go to work, and it's a reason you shouldn't go to work. Listen. The sluggard says, there's a lion outside. I can't go to work today. I'll be eaten up. Or I'll be murdered in the streets. And that might be valid for a few areas of our country. But not normally. So this person's always making an excuse. Some, some excuse not to work. Can't clean the house, can't mow the lawn. And it's too hot, it's too cold, too whatever, too dusty, whatever. Here goes the list. Whatever. Can't weed, my knees bother me. Get a longer thing, can't do that, my arm bothers me. We find a way. If you've ever been a boss, man, do you hear them? I went on the web and just wrote excuses at work. You ought to see the list I got. Pages. Here's two valid ones. Well, they thought they were valid. These are actual ones. I can't come to work today because my dog ate my car keys. We're going to have to hitchhike to the vet. (laughs) Now we have to get a note from the vet. Here's the next. This one I love. Picture this. Get ready. Picture this. I can't come to work today because I'm stuck in the blood pressure machine down at Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. The boss's blood pressure just went right through the roof, man. Proverbs 15, 19, don't need to turn there, says this, the way of the sluggard is blocked with thorns. You see, the lazy bone always finds an excuse not for working. There's always something blocking their way for hard work. And they rarely take responsibility. You can't count on them. And I want to go to an area that you won't like, but it's very valid. As you know, most of my life I was in the medical field. And here's what I've discovered. There are many people that abuse the medical part after they've had surgery, after they've been hurt. I used to work in Michigan in a small hospital. I was the only pharmacist there. And it was a great job. Did a lot of things. Delivered a couple of babies because there was no doctor aboard. I just had a great time. But we had one doctor. You could go to him, you could pay him, and he'd give you an excuse to be off work whenever you need for basically as long as you wanted. It was known. Do you know we have the same thing today? People will say to their doctor, well, I just had surgery, and the doctor will say, fine, it's Wednesday. You should be fine to go back to work next Monday. But we try to use the system. I just need a little time to relax. Well, you can really, you're ready to go back to work Monday. I just need another week. Now you say, well, that's not wrong. Oh, yes, that is wrong. That's dishonest. And if you're a Christian, you're lying. You see, because you'll spread that word. And what do you think the doctor's thinking about you? Then after that, you say, I'm praying for my doctor to get him to church. See, we laugh. You've just destroyed your integrity. Some of you are here. And you say, well, you know what, I got this disability, I really got the disability, I shouldn't have the disability, but I'm doing more for Christ because I have the disability. What? You quit it, get back to work. Now, there's a, there's a time for disability. There is a valid thing for disability. 
Some of you are disabled and you can't work. That's wonderful. That's, that's fine. We have a way to cover that. We can give you money and our government takes it. But if you're abusing the system, you're wrong. Quit making excuses. And quit saying you're a Christian. Because you're not. You say, well, man, this is too practical. That's where we live. And that's why the world sometimes laughs at Christians. Quit making excuses. Take responsibility for your life. Proverbs 26, 16. The lazy person has a know-it-all attitude. Proverbs 26, 16 says this. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who answer discreetly. You know these people. They have a false, elevated opinion of their abilities. They're always telling other people what to do, but they won't do anything themselves. These are the people that are prideful. Right by that verse, you might want to write this, big dreamer. Now, I don't have anything wrong with dreaming. I think you should dream big. big. I've dreamed a lot about this fellowship 15 years ago. But with this came lots of hard work. Not only by me, but lots of people. You see, what I find with this kind of a person here, it's a person, and there's always a few of them in our fellowship, and they're saying this, the next job, it's the big one. I'm going to make it. That's the one I'm waiting for. Meantime, they're sluggards in the job that they're at. They're just lazy people. They're not doing it. And it's always tomorrow the big boy's coming. It's always tomorrow. And the tomorrow never comes. And their family is hurting. Their kids are taught the wrong work ethic. And seven men, look at this verse, seven wise men stand before the guy and say, Dreamer, keep your dreams, go to work tomorrow and work hard. Oh, no, 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 you have it wrong. Seven men say to him, but he has a better answer. No, you're a fool. That's Proverbs. That's God. You see, you can't be a know-it-all. The Bible just says, work hard. Do your job. Well, I don't like the job I have. Do it anyway. God has you there for a reason. Well, just do it. Next, the lazy person is a procrastinator. Now, this one kills us all. Proverbs 12, 27. 12, 27. It says this. This procrastinator never finishes anything. Now, any home you go into, there's always a few little piles of goodies. I have them, you have them, everybody has them. You know, that's just life. Your desk will never be perfectly clean and empty. Unless you like to put it in a box on the floor and make other people think you're efficient. But when they leave, you bring it out, now you can't find it because you messed it all up. So we all have a little of this. I'm talking generally. If nothing ever gets done, that's a procrastinator. Look what he says. The lazy man does not roast his game, but the diligent man prizes his possession. Proverbs 14, 23, you don't need to turn there, says this, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk only leads to poverty. Oh, I'm going to get to that. 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 Mere talk leads to poverty. See, what happens is, this this is a picture of a guy who goes out and fishes. He catches the fish, he brings them home. Three days later, his wife says, what's this? What's that smell? I had the fish, I didn't get around to cleaning them. So I did all the work. He gets an animal, kills a buck, brings it home, doesn't dress it out. So what are you doing? You're wasting God's resources and God's time. See, a procrastinator is one that you just have to finish 
some of the things that you start. Quit making excuses and putting it off. The greatest, by the way, the greatest waste in a person that is one of these that never finishes, that's a procrastinator, the greatest waste is television. Whatever number of hours you watch TV, cut it by a half hour this week. During that half hour, finish some projects. You'll be shocked. Just a half hour. Half hour times seven. You'll be shocked. Uh, Pastor Mark, that takes discipline. <laughs> Next. By the way, right by that verse, you might just want to write this word. Quitter. That's what a procrastinator is. Quitter. Never finishes. Proverbs 10.26 is our sixth one. Proverbs 10.26. The lazy person is irritating. Okay. What does it mean? This is a strange verse. I don't know whether Solomon ever tried this. I haven't, but I can tell you what it would be like. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is a sluggard to those who send him. What Solomon means is this. If you, if you ran out of toothpaste and brushed your teeth with vinegar, what do you think it'd be like? <laughs> Same as when you get smoke in your eyes. It's very irritating. Here's what Solomon says. It's an employer who has hired a lazy person, they will be irritated forever with that employee. And you'll say, why do I ever hire that person? It's just constant irritation because you give them a job and they complain about it. You give them another job and they do it halfway. And you're always irritated. It's like, man, you see them, it's like smoke in your eyes. Oh, man. Now we laugh, but if that person's a Christian, we've destroyed the witness again. You see, what will happen in that person's folder at work is this. Do not rehire. Can you imagine anything more devastating than a Christian in their work jacket? It says, do not rehire. For the name of Christ, it's down the tube. So as you think this morning, the ant four things, the sluggard, six, where are we at? Well, there's three outcomes. I'll give them to you quickly because I don't have time. Just write these three outcomes of a sluggard. Number one, hunger. Proverbs 19.15. Proverbs 19.15. Number two, poverty. You'll always be in debt. You'll never get out of debt. You'll always be depending on somebody else. Proverbs 10.4. And the last one is, You'll be a destroyer of homes in society. Proverbs 18, 9. Do you know there are countries today that have been destroyed because of laziness? Do you know there's countries today where they're almost a greater percentage of the people are on the dole or welfare or whatever than work? It's sad. And what's happening? We're destroying the work ethic. Remember, remember, God designed work as a means of living. Now, I'm not talking about people that can't work. That's valid. But I'm talking about people that abuse the system. You should be off for a little while. You take six months. You get somebody to write you off for a year or two years or whatever. And you try to justify it by doing You can't do that. So that's the outcome. So turn with me to one more passage, Proverbs chapter 3. There has to be an excellence in all of our lives. 
You have to look at it. I have to look at it in my own life. In Proverbs 3, verse 27, we have kind of another interesting passage. And it's really about procrastination too. Let's read it together, verses 27 and 28. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to act. And he gets very specific. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later, I'll give it tomorrow, when you now have it with you. You see, the old sinful nature says, I don't want to do good to you, you do good to me. But our nature is supposed to be to serve God and to serve others. Solomon says, don't withhold good. When you can do good to another person, don't be selfish with it. Do good. Give it to them. By the way, the best good we can do in any area of our life is to share with our neighbors, coworkers, friends, the good news, how to become a Christian. I want you to think about it. The most important thing we have this morning is the gospel message. That families can change. Lives can change. People can change. Don't withhold that good. You say, well, who's my neighbor? I've been to my neighbor. No, the neighbor is anybody that God brings into your life that you have a need. They have a need, and you can share. God will bring them to you, and you can share. How wonderful yesterday at the baptism where we had all those 50-plus people. I was thinking about them. Before a person's baptized, we ask them just to give a little word of testimony. Here's some of the things. People were just crying. Some of these people said, I just want to thank all my friends. I had so many friends that shared with me about the gospel. That's why I'm here. We had a family of five get baptized yesterday. We had two older ladies that were in walkers, couldn't even walk. We had to carry them out and baptize them. We had little children baptized. We had a Mormon that's come and come to founder Christ here at this church and been totally changed. And one of the guys got up and he said this. He was weeping, young guy, mid-30s. He said, when I discovered how many people had been praying for my salvation... I came to the Lord. He was weeping. Now see, that came from you praying. That's another reason you need to be here tonight. It's not a game. This is warfare. As we see in the last week, 70, last two weeks, 70 people, 70 lives saved from hell. Why? Because we have the good news. Somebody said, I came to the Lord because somebody kept giving me your tapes. (laughs) I like it. One of the gals came this morning. She says, I'm going to be with my husband. We're in Nigeria. We're moving back to Nigeria. I'm taking your tapes or whatever. You have any Calvary chapter on there? I'm going to be sharing the news now. Praise God. You see, it's God. People are hurting. This week, I had three different individuals stop me. Three guys. And they said this. I've been praying that prayer, Jabez. God opened doors for me. And I've been people walking up to me and just saying this. My family's a mess. My life's in hurting. I can't make sense of anything. And they got to share over and over and over again about the love of God. See, guys, people are lonely, empty, guilty, afraid of death. Most people think, well, I'm going to get my life straight. I'm going to get my marriage put back together. I'm going to get everything straight here, and then I'm going to come to God. You'll never come to God because you can't get your life straight without God. What a joy we have. So I want to challenge you. During this week, we have prayer meeting night. You kind of have a week to rest because you don't have a lot going on. Pray. Remember, we're to live for Him 24-7. Say, God, open the door on Monday. Open the door on Tuesday. Open the door on Wednesday. You say, I don't have time for that. Oh, when you start witnessing and people come to the Lord, you're energized like nothing else. Because that's what we're made to do. To share the gospel. Believe it. Expect God to do it. Let me just say this. i got him on another minute. Listen. Don't put your Bible away. Just listen to me. In this room this morning are people who don't know God. And so many of those people yesterday said this. I was baptized as a little baby. 
But now I know I had to ask Jesus Christ into my heart. And I'm being baptized today because I choose to be baptized. Right on. See, if you were baptized as a baby, wonderful. You got wet. It did nothing for you spiritually. You, your parents can't make that decision. You have to make that decision. A couple of people came up to me yesterday and said, I've been away from God, one guy, 30 years. He said, I, you don't even want to go where I went. But God took me back. That's right. You can come back today. Now, here's what happens. Some of you think you're saved, but you're not. Unless you at one point in life, listen, when you said to Jesus Christ, I know you died on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. My sin separates me from you, and I know I'm going to hell unless I ask you into my life. If you've never done it, and then you begin to follow him, you begin to you begin this employee that I talked about this morning, or a boss. There's excellence in your life because God's changed you. If you've never done that, you're not a Christian, and you need to do it. Now, here's two things that come from the lazy person that affect you. Some of you know you want your sins forgiven. You know you want to go to heaven, but you make excuses. Here's one number one excuse I hear. Too many hypocrites in the church. Here's what I want to tell you this morning. You get saved and join us. <laughs> Is that right? Just come right along. There's no perfect people here. And we don't try to be hypocrites, but we blow it. You're blowing it already. Just join us. Number two is people say, well, it, it, it's too hard. I can't live that life. You're exactly right. But the minute you ask Jesus Christ... He brings the power to live that life in you. Excuse number two, ruin. Third excuse is this. Well, I've sinned too much. My life is too messed up. No, that's just a flimsy excuse. God will take you wherever you're at. You say, well, I can't turn my life around. How many think he can turn any life around? You're looking at him. Same with mine. Doesn't matter. He'll turn your life around. Second thing I find is not only are, 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 do you make a lot of excuses, but many of you are procrastinators. You're here, God's speaking right to your heart, right now. And you say this. Well, Pastor Mark, I know I'm a sinner, and I know I should come to Christ, and I will when the time's right. You know when the time right is? In about the next minute. Today's the day of salvation. Why would you put off doing what's going to change your life forever? Why would you put off those of you that have walked away from it? Why stay away from God 30 years? You say, well, I've been away from God five Stop it today and come back home. That'll change your life. See, you can't procrastinate. I mean, it's just, it's, it's dangerous. Not only you're out of his will, but you may come to a place where you lose your life. Then where are you going to be with God? See, get serious about following God. I want to tell you this morning, your life will never get right. Nothing is too difficult for God. But you've got to turn your life over to him. Not part of it. You've got to turn your life. And we're, God's in life-changing business. It's exciting watching people change. But you have to want it. We've learned a lot from these little creatures, ants. It's been a very informative and challenging teaching on the way those who call themselves Christians should work and live their lives. Pastor Mark challenged us that the way we work and behave outside of church will be a testimony to others and show them the good news of Jesus Christ. By the way we live, they will see how to become a Christian. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. 
Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, we continue to explore the topic of work. You may feel like you only have to work Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, yet the Bible tells us differently. If we look at the ants from Proverbs chapter 30 as our example, we will see that they work together as one unit to prepare for the future and the future of the ant colony. Pastor Mark will have us examine our own work ethic and who and what we are working for. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for living